This is Dr. Vargas Lowy, your child neurologist. Today I'm going to talk about headaches and migraines in children. Um, so children, as opposed to adults, uh, they have different kind of uh, headaches and sometimes they're not very easy to classify. They don't typically fall within the tension type headache or the migraine with or without aura, etc. Uh, and uh, we came up with a term to classify these kind of uh, headaches as mixed headaches, uh, meaning that they share some commonalities with tension headaches as well as migraines. And I'm, talk I'm going to talk about uh, what determines whether the, your kid has tension headaches, which is the most common type of headache, uh, or whether he actually qualifies for migraines or whether he falls in between in the mixed headache type. Uh, so tension headaches, they can be either episodic, you know, they happen from time to time, or they can be chronic, which means they happen most of the days in a week. Um, so tension headaches are your typical headache when you're tired, when you're stressed, when you're anxious, and very often uh, it affects both sides of your head. It feels like a, pre a pressure on your temples or on your forehead, sometimes in the back of your neck. Uh, and it's called tension because it's a very descriptive word. Um, it's actually tension your muscles. Your muscles are cramped up, uh, they feel sore, and that's what determines your, your headache. Um, these kind of headaches um, very often respond to normal over-the-counter medications like ibuprofen, Motrin, Advil, or acetaminophen, your Tylenol. Um, and, uh, you know, depending on the age and weight of your kid, we use different doses. Um, you have to be careful not to overuse these kind of medications uh, for a reason that I'm going to explain a little bit later when we talk about the treatment of your headaches. Um, but, you know, you can use it up to uh, three days a week, something like that, even couple of times uh, or three times a day, that, that's fine. Um, very often, tension headaches respond very well to just physical measures, meaning, uh, you know, you put a cold compress on your forehead, uh, you relax, you listen to some calming music, you do some meditation exercises. Uh, some people even use aromatherapy, uh, and that helps uh, with your headache. So typically, they're not very hard to manage. And very often, kids will tell you that the headache actually gets better on its own. Uh, they rarely last for the, for the whole day. Um, they happen very often at school because there's more stress at school. And then when kids get home, the headache gets better. They typically, also gets better they, they typically also get better when you go to sleep because your muscle relax uh, when you're sleeping. And then since your muscles are more relaxed, your headache goes away. And then it's rarely present when you wake up in the morning. Okay? So that's what defines uh, tension headaches. Now, there's a very clear criteria on the diagnosis of migraines. What defines migraines? So migraines, um, typically they happen on one side of the head only. Um, they can happen on your temple. They can happen anywhere in your head. So very often behind your eye, for instance, sometimes even in the back of your head. But one typical characteristic is that it's one-sided. We call it unilateral, right? N then the nature of the pain is a little bit different. Instead of being that constant pressure, uh, it feels more like a stabbing kind of pain. Some people say that it's pulsating, you know, that it follows the 
the heartbeat uh, or pounding, uh, the degree of pain is typically higher than with tension headaches. It's a, it's a very incapacitating kind of pain. Um, you have to be in the dark because there's photophobia. You know, light can affect very typically your migraines. Uh, there's phonophobia as well. You know, sounds uh, bring up your headache. Some people even complain of osmophobia, which is uh, smells. Some smells either bring or make your headache worse. Uh, those are other typical characteristics. Uh, another one is nausea. Very often with your migraines, you have nausea to the point of even vomiting. And very often after vomiting, the headache gets better. Um, another characteristic that can happen or not uh, with migraines is that it can get worse with exercise. Uh, you know, you're, you don't have a headache, but then you go to practice, you're training, you're just running around and you, you start having this pounding headache on one side of the head. So those are the main criteria uh, to determine uh, whether you have a migraine or not. Then, like I mentioned earlier, uh, in kids, very often we have a mixed headache. So that means that, uh, you know, the headache can be uh, bilateral. It can affect both sides, but it can give you nausea and you can have photophobia. So, you know, you have some criteria that fits with migraine, but some criteria that fit more with attention headache. And uh, again, we call it a mixed headache. Um, so this is uh, the most frequent type of headaches that we see in, in children. There's many others uh, that are more typical in adults, which usually fall in the family of trigeminal neuralgias, uh, but those we see very, very un infrequently in kids. Uh, so I'm not going to go into detail about those kind of headaches. Um, so uh, with that into account, uh, what do we do uh, with headaches in children? Um, so as you know, I have a very natural approach uh, with certain neurological conditions. And headaches fall into this, uh, fall into this category uh, to me. Um, so I always try to emphasize the importance of a healthy lifestyle. And what do I mean with that? Well, there's different categories that can improve your headaches if you improve your lifestyle. Uh, one of them is sleep. Uh, that's super important. Kids need a lot more sleep than adults. It's not your typical six to eight hours like adults. A kid can need uh, any time from eight hours in a, in a teenager to up to 12 hours in a, a two-year-old. Uh, so we have to make sure that there's a good quantity of sleep as well as a good quality of sleep. You know, it doesn't, you shouldn't take more than 30 minutes to fall asleep. You shouldn't be waking up and getting out of bed when you, uh, when you wake up in the middle of the night. You know, very often we do wake up in the middle of the night, but then we go to bed immediately after. So if that's not happening, uh, you know, we, that's something that we can address. Um, what do we do with sleep? Uh, well, we can use uh, just relaxation techniques or we can use... Um, and I'm going to go into more detail about sleep in a different chapter about sleep disorders. But, you know, we can use melatonin, uh, which is typically given one and a half to three hours before bedtime. Uh, we can use valerian root. Um, we can use aromatherapy. There's many ways to help uh, with sleep in kids. Another thing that we have to address, uh, just like I mentioned with ADHD, is anxiety. If you're anxious, you're going to be more stressed, you're going to be more tense, and you're going to have headaches. 
um, exercise. It's very important to have exercise, uh, to exercise every day for 30, 30 minutes, one hour at least. And by exercise, I don't mean walking your dog around the block, right? I mean breaking into a sweat and main- maintaining that level of uh, exertion for at least 30 minutes. Um, another very important aspect in headaches, and I can't emphasize enough how important this is, is your diet. Um, you have to eat a balanced diet. Uh, you have to uh, try to avoid skipping meals, especially breakfast. Very often, especially in teenagers, we see that they don't have breakfast before going to school. Um, and that's going to be a stressing factor for your, for your nervous system. Uh, by balanced diet, I mean, obviously, eating your vegetables, uh, having a good amount of protein, trying to avoid processed foods, eat as much uh, uh, fresh produce as possible, um, and so on. Uh, within diet, I also include uh, ingesting enough water. That's very important because dehydration is another factor that's going to influence in the severity and frequency of your headaches, right? So you have to drink the right amount of water depending on how much you exercise. Um, Typically, we recommend between 60 and 80 ounces of water a day. So, you know, that's like three or four four bottles of water every single day. Uh, Another thing to take into consideration, especially with migraines, more so than with tension headaches, is triggering foods. There are some foods that are known to trigger headaches, and this can vary between one individual to the next. Uh, So for some people, uh, cheese can be a trigger. For some others, it can be chocolate or uh, coffee. And I'm going to go into coffee a little bit later. Um, Some dyes, like red dye, can trigger your headache. For some people, it's bananas. You You name it. Anything can trigger a headache. So that's why it's very important to keep a diary. And in my website, under resources, you'll see that I have a link uh, for a form uh, for headache diary as well as for apps, uh, which are diaries as well. But, you know, nowadays it's easier for kids to keep track or parents to keep track of their kids' headaches uh, through an app. Uh, the one that I've been using more frequently is called Migraine Body. So check it out and um, use it because that's going to help determine how often the headaches happen, how severe, and then what kind of food might be affecting your kid, whether sleep or not is affecting your, your, uh, your kid's headaches, the amount of water that they drink, um, etc. So that's for lifestyle. Uh, and that's the first step that you always need to take to make sure that your headaches are under good control. Then the next step uh, would be giving your uh, body and your mind a little bit of a boost to try to avoid those headaches. And for those, I use some supplements. Uh, for headaches, there's been several clinical trials showing that magnesium supplements, as well as uh, vitamin B2, also known as riboflavin, uh, can help uh, diminish the frequency and the severity of your headaches. Uh, there's other uh, supplements that are used sometimes, although their uh, efficacy has not been uh, proven so much, uh, such as calcium supplements, vitamin D supplements, uh, fish oil, uh, etc. Um, then, just like I mentioned, some other supplements that can help with sleep can be helpful. There's been a clinical trial that was very interesting, actually, about melatonin used for migraines. Independently of sleep being a problem or not, uh, it actually did help uh, quite a bit. 
Um, then there's some herbs that have been studied in children with headaches. And the two main that have shown some success are um, one called Butterbur and another one called Feverfew. Um, you can find those easily online and I can help you uh, get some. Um, but um, you, you'll see that you can get them either alone, either Feverfew or Butterbur. Uh, Butterbur, you have to make sure that it's PA-free. Uh, that's a component that's naturally present in the root. It's a root, uh, and it can actually harm your liver. Uh, so you have to make sure that the label states that it's PA-free. Butterbur, PA-free. Uh, the other one being fever few. Uh, you'll find, so again, you can find them alone or you can find them in combination with other supplements. Uh, the one that I've been using more frequently is called Migri Relief, which combines magnesium, vitamin B2, and fever few. And there's a special presentation for kids, for children. It's called Migri Relief Children. So that's one that you can use uh, for headaches, makes your life and your kid's life easier to take one pill instead of taking three or four different different pills. Typically, I recommend to give them a, in the morning uh, because both magnesium and um, especially vitamin B2 can give you a little bit of a boost. It gives you a little bit of energy. Uh, so, you know, typically with your breakfast, you have your vitamins and then uh, you go on for your day. Uh, some people even use them. So these are some, these are things just like your multivitamins that you take every single day and don't expect them to start working immediately. Uh, it's true that sometimes I do see a very fast response. And I think that this is because of the magnesium. Uh, magnesium we actually use in the emergency room for severe headaches and we give it IV at a dose of anything between 500 and 1,000 milligrams, and that actually treats headaches. So it's very possible that from day one, you take your magnesium supplements or combination therapy with magnesium, and you see that your headaches are better, actually. Uh, but with vitamin B2 and the other herbs that I mentioned, uh, typically you have to wait a couple of months, even three months, until you see an actual response. So be patient. And don't give up. Uh, keep taking your relief every single day or offer your relief to your kid every single day and you'll see that things will get better. Um, so this is for supplements. Now, the next step is what to do when you have a severe migraine, right? Or a severe uh, headache. Uh, so depending on the type of headache, we use different abortive medications. Um, by abortive medications, we, we, we mean uh, these rescue medications that you use to treat the headache as it happens. Um, so we use uh, your typical ibuprofen or acetaminophen, depending on your weight, we use a different dose. Um, and that, uh, it's very important that we don't abuse it, like I mentioned earlier, uh, because if you overuse these kind of over-the-counter pain medications or even caffeine with, you know, some people use caffeine for their headaches. If you take that too often to take care of your headaches, then you have what we call medication overuse headaches, also known as rebound headaches. Your headaches become uh, intractable. They're very hard to treat once you're taking these kind of medications every day. And then we have to actually cut it down, not use anything for two or three weeks, and then restart them appropriately. Okay, so be careful with overusing these kind of medications. Um, then for tension headaches, uh, you know, there's other many pain medications that we can use. Uh, and then more specifically for migraines, there's a group of medications called 
triptans uh, that sometimes we use for kids. Um, typically, the ones that have been more thoroughly used in children are sumatriptan um, as well as risatriptan, R-I-Z-A triptan. Uh, and there's others, actually, uh, but those are the two more frequently used for children. These are medications that you use as needed. You don't typically use more than two doses or three doses maximum in a 24-hour period. And you're, you, the, the advantage of this medication, first, that it's very specifically designed for migraines, uh, and, and it's not going to uh, work on your tension headaches. And second, that you can actually use a second dose after two hours only. Um, and very typically, it helps. There's some side effects on it, one of them being that it makes you a little bit groggy, and I get this response in some patients only. Some patients only uh, also complain about a little bit of nausea, but typically uh, it, takes care, it takes care of the pain. Um, there's other painkillers, uh, but these are the two groups that are more frequently used. The over-the-counter medications like ibuprofen and acetaminophen, uh, as well as the triptans. All right, so that's for abortive treatment. Next step would be, you know, I'm you modified my lifestyle. I'm taking supplements. I, I take the pain meds whenever they're needed, but I still have headaches three, four days a week. So what do we do now? Um, so typically in those cases, we jumped into the next step, which is preventative treatment of your headaches. And this is taking medication every single day to avoid those headaches, or at least to decrease these headaches. Uh, and there's many different groups of medications that we use. One of them being uh, old antidepressants or newer antidepressants. The most typically used is amitriptyline. Um, then there's a different group, which are uh, seizure medications that we use at lower doses. Uh, and the most frequently used is topiramate. We also use Valproate, we also use Capra, there's many, many different ones. And then uh, there's another uh, bag of different kinds of medications. There's like uh, mm, uh, blood pressure medications, uh, there's, or even allergy medications um, like uh, Cyproheptidin, which is actually also used uh, for anorexia, for eating disorders. Um, so uh, these are medications in general that I really try to avoid using unless it's an extreme case of migraine. Uh, I never use them for tension headaches, only for severe migraines that don't respond to all the methods that I discussed. Um, these are medications that are what we call dirty medications. You know, they act on a lot of different receptors in your, in your uh, nerve cells, uh, and consequently, they have a lot of side effects. Uh, sometimes they don't, sometimes they're well tolerated, uh, especially if we go slowly uh, on the dosing, uh, but they potentially have a lot of side effects. They can make you sleepy, they can give you a dry mouth, uh, topiramate can give you some, um, you know, like tingling in your, in your hands. Um, you know, when, if, if we ever need to use it uh, on your child, we're going to discuss uh, in detail all the possible side effects. But sometimes they're needed and sometimes they are actually helpful. Um, so those, those are medications that we reserve for these kind of cases. Um, now, lastly, and hopefully we never get there, nothing works. Uh, you take your supplements, you have a healthy lifestyle, you have a good group of medications that you use for pain, you're taking a preventative medication like amitriptyline, and you still have terrible headaches. Some days when you have a really bad headache, the last resort is to go to the emergency room. 
And then typically uh, I ask you to call me or the physician in the emergency room to call me and we come up with a plan um, to get rid of that headache. And typically it involves IV medications, very typically medications that we already use orally but given IV at higher doses. So that can be using Valparate, for instance, or it can be uh, using Raglan and Benadryl, uh, as well as a pain medication called Toradol. Uh, so we give all these IV, we observe in the emergency room for a few hours until your headache gets better. Um, so hopefully we never need to get there. And that's my goal. Uh, my goal is actually try to avoid uh, preventative medications and as well as avoiding visits to the emergency room. So this was uh, the evaluation and management of headaches in children. Uh, I'm looking forward to treating your kid and helping with this very inconvenient uh, condition. Um, this was Dr. Vargas Louie, your personal child neurologist.